Hello, and welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is episode 33, Five Social Media Trends for 2019. But before we get started with today's episode, Renee and I have some fabulous news to share. We have an announcement. You didn't know I was here, did you? (laughs) Sneaky. Sneaky. Uh, Mindy and I are very excited to announce that in March of 2019, we will be presenting at Alt Oasis in Palm Springs. Yay! This is going to be our first conference presentation that we do together regarding the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. Yes, our presentation is called Turn Your Passion into a Podcast, and we're so excited. Um, Alt Oasis is an amazing summit. Um, It is six days of content, over 2,000 attendees. It's four different locations in Palm Springs. Um, It's going to be the biggest and the best version of Alt Summit that they've ever done, and we are thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, we are so, so excited. We're hoping that we'll see some of you there. Yes. So uh, if you look at any of our social media or on our blog and our Facebook page, you will find a link to get tickets for Alt Oasis. And if you use our code ROCK, R-O-C-K, you will get $50 off your admission. And we really hope we get to meet so many of you at Alt Oasis. It's going to be an amazing time. Yeah. And we'll discuss Alt Oasis more in depth in a future episode, but we just found out we were presenting. So we wanted to make sure we shared the good news with you all. And without further ado, on to this week's episode. Let's do it, Rockstars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best brightest and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is Mindy Marzek, and I'm here, as always, with Renee Dallow. Hi, Renee. Hi. So for today's episode, uh, we are going to talk about my favorite subject, social media. (laughs) Uh, And I thought for the end of the year, uh, we will start looking ahead to 2019. And I thought we'd talk about some uh, social media trends that we can look forward to next year or kind of try to focus on next year. But these are five things that I think will be big in social media for 2019. And uh, we'll just talk a little bit about maybe Renee, what you're seeing on social media for the year. And, and, you know, you know, we'll just talk a little bit social media, just keep it nice and loose. Yeah, just keep it no stress, guys. No stress. This is all easy. Well, this is what I tell people like social media is supposed to be fun. So you can pay attention to what's happening. But I want you guys to have fun with it. I love social media. And I know I feel like it sounds like so basic for me to say that, like I'm a basic white girl who likes social media, but I really do. (laughs) No, I do too. And I mean, I liked it before I turned it into a business and I still like it. I still have, I feel like I have my accounts that are more for business and my accounts that are more for fun. We can talk a little bit about that, but, um, but yeah, it's supposed to be fun. So I have five things that I think everyone should be looking out for as we go into the new year. I'm so excited. Okay. Number one, the first thing that I want to talk about, um, and this is kind of like an overreaching uh, trend or topic, but I'm, I think that this year we really saw a shift 
maybe in the last couple of years, but a shift from creating super overly curated, filtered, posed content into showing things that are more real and more authentic and more like real life. Can I ask you a question though? Is that shift being seen on the Instagram grid or on the Instagram story? Because I have a theory. Well, yes. And I, I know where you're going with this. And I think that the concept of adding stories uh, really started to make this shift happen, but I'm seeing it more in people's grids. I think that I'm starting to see a backlash to the superposed, super styled images. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely know that at least for myself as a as a user of social media, um, I am very turned off by the accounts that are so curated that when you look at the entire grid, it's just like everything's pink and purple and unicorny. And I'm like, okay, you're trying too hard. Like that doesn't seem real to me. Yeah. But I, and so I feel like that's when I, when you say overly curated, like those are the ones I think of where like every single frame is yellow and you're like, okay. Um, and so I, in that way, I do think that like, I know I'm turned off by those, by those feeds, but I also don't see as many of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also not seeing that. Remember that horrible trend where someone would take like a picture of their logo and break it up into like nine squares. Oh gosh, don't get that's a whole other thing. Don't yeah, get but me I'm saying like that. that also is like very overly <laughs> curated, right? So I feel like I definitely agree with you that I'm seeing more more people's real life. I mean, I think the photos are still beautiful in their own way, but it just doesn't feel so um, forced. Maybe is the right word. I'm thinking more of like when you see an influencer who has to do a sponsored shoot and she like puts on these perfect pajamas and puts on her hair and makeup and gets into bed and is just like, I just woke up and I'm having my tea. And, you know, like the the image is totally <laughs> overly styled and, you know, no one actually lives like that. Right. Um, we saw, you know, a big surge in that a few years ago. And I think that there's now... Uh, I'm seeing a backlash to that type of content. Um, So I'm not necessarily talking about like, if you want to plan out your feed, if you want to make sure everything looks good together, if you want to use something like Planoly to make sure that everything looks like uh, cohesive, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. And I think that's, that's, it's a wise thing to do. And I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about like styled shoots where everything is perfectly in place. Like that's fine. I'm talking more about the like overly, overly curated, you know, images and just people posting real life stuff. And I think that stories has a lot to do with that. Well, I think stories is what started that because people really do like it when you're really not wearing any makeup. You put a cute filter on and you talk to them in like the in the little rabbit voice and they're like, oh, that's cute. And it, you're just like, I look like I'm in my pajamas, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people really crave that person to person connection. And, yeah. you know, there's always going to be the Instagram accounts where, you know, someone it does like the overly filtered stuff and they post, you know, like you said, everything is like pink and rainbow and unicorns and that's their thing. And some people will love it, but I think we're moving away from just like perfectly staged images into more like, this is what my real life looks like. And, um, you know, we've been talking about stories and that leads me to my point or my trend number two, which is I think that stories are still going to be huge. So if you haven't started your stories yet, now's the time. It's not going away. I think it's just going to get more and more popular. 
I agree. I, as a user, love looking at other people's stories. And then I have to remind myself like once a week to be like, oh, you haven't done a story in a while. <laughs> or for me, it's like I haven't shown my face in a while because I'll yeah. do stories about being at an event or doing a venue tour or something that someone sends me in the mail, but then I rarely show my face. But I will say, business owner to business owner, that the stories where I do show my face get more engagement. People will message me more often, especially if I'm talking when I was like talking about my course, like those got the best engagement because people like to see your face. So you can't hide anymore. You have to show yourself. <laughs> yeah, you do. And you know, I know a lot of people feel nervous about that. And there's really no reason to feel nervous about it. Like everyone has their own insecurities about like, how do I look today? You know what, I'll tell you a little story. This literally just happened this morning. Um, I had a follower on Instagram, we were chatting back and forth about something on one of my stories. And she said, Oh, by the way, I watch your stories with my eight year old daughter. She absolutely loves watching your stories. She loves your cat, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Aww. And which is very sweet. I don't get messages like that very often, but it was very sweet of her. So I said, well, what's your daughter's name? And she told me. And so I did. I This is like first thing in the morning. I have no makeup on. My hair is in a messy bun. I'm wearing my pajamas. And I recorded um, a little video you know, in the messaging, the direct messages, I just recorded a little video where I said hi to her daughter. And I told her that I was going to be at Disneyland this weekend. And I would say hi to Mickey for her, you know, something like that. Oh, it's so sweet. And she, you know, wrote back and she's just like, Oh, my gosh, when she gets home from school, she's going to absolutely love this. And you know what, the daughter doesn't care that I don't have any makeup on. Right. <laughs> you know, I just, right. I found an opportunity to make a connection with someone. And it wasn't motivated by a business. It was just like, oh, that's right. so sweet. I'm going to make a little video for her. You know, Instagram gives us that ability to make that personal connection. And when you can do something like that, you can really make an impact on someone's day. So that's a little bit different from stories. But you know what, if I wasn't doing my stories regularly, then I wouldn't have had that opportunity to make that connection. Absolutely. And as far as like the not having makeup goes, um, Instagram has a filter now that gives you cat eye lashes and every, no, Mindy, every time I use it, someone messaged me and goes, your makeup looks beautiful. I'm like, this is not my makeup. It's not, it's not real. This is a filter. Like I literally am sitting here looking like, uh, like I'm just homeless right now. Like, <laughs> but I put the filter on and you know, it makes me feel better in the, in the moment to be like, do the story with a filter. It doesn't matter. But every single time, oh my God, your eye makeup. I'm like, oh my God, that's a filter. Yeah. <laughs> Those filters are the best. But you know what? That actually leads me to trend number three. So good segue. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I had no idea. <laughs> so my third trend for 2019 is that augmented reality is still going to be really, really hot. And face filters are a form of augmented reality. When you first said augmented reality, I was like, the what now? So that's okay. So a face filter is considered, I, yeah, I get it. That is augmented reality. That's cool. The filters are so much fun. Oh, they are. They're totally fun. And it's something that, you know, I kind of have a love-hate with uh, relationship with it. Because like you said, it's really, really fun. If you're not wearing makeup, you can just slap a filter on. But then at the same time, you get those people who are like, oh my gosh, you look amazing every morning. And it's you like, I, and then it goes back to point number one, where it's just like, we want to be more real and authentic with our followers. But I think people are getting smarter at realizing like, oh, the bunny ears are not real or whatever. Right. And honestly, anytime I use a filter, I think I actually say, come and chew with my filter. Filter. Like I just say, like I have a filter on. 
I'm not wearing red lipstick and glitter eyeshadow right now. Yeah, but it's 9 a.m. I mean, the face filters, obviously, uh, we all remember they gained popularity on Snapchat. And then when Instagram stories came along, they had their own face filters. Um, Facebook stories has their own face filters. Augmented reality also can be like uh, sometimes on Snapchat, they'll put like a little dancing hot dog or something where you can do a story and there's a little <laughs> hot dog dancing on your table. I don't know, but that's for the kids. But all that <laughs> stuff is augmented reality. And even when you do like a story and you put a location filter on it. Yeah. Or a sticker or something. That's, you know, that's all part of the augmented reality. And I think that it's going to get bigger. I think that you're going to see brands start to sponsor you know certain augmented reality filters at different locations so like for example Mm -hmm. maybe someday in the future you can go to disneyland and pull up your instagram stories video and you'll be able to do a little dancing mickey in the corner or something like that like i just i think that amazing i think that it's gonna be around for a while and obviously people love the face filters they're not going away so if you can find a way to have fun with it you know, go ahead and experiment with those face filters and see if you can figure out ways to use that to bring some fresh new content to your stories. And people love seeing your face. So if the only way they're going to see your face is with some bunny ears, get on it. Totally. So I think that augmented reality face filters, those are not going away. So stories, face filters, keep using them. They're still going to be big in 2019. I have a blogger friend who, uh, you know, she's very, very big. She's very popular, but she probably gets five figure viewer count on her stories. And she didn't start off that way. She just kept doing stories and got more and more popular. And now she does stories all day and she has a huge following and she answers every single question. So you know what? It can happen to anybody. So I love that. Yeah, stories are where it's at right now. So stories, augmented reality. Uh, The other thing, this is uh, trend number four. People still love to see video, especially like live in the moment video. So when you say that, are you talking about like my Instagram live or Facebook live or both? It doesn't matter. Well, I think both. We can talk about both. So for Instagram live, I've personally found that it doesn't really work that well for me. Uh, I feel like for Instagram, what really works for me is number one is the stories. Number two, my regular grid. And then if I think of something that might do well in a live, then I'll do it. Uh, But for me, live videos don't really work that well. Uh, I still do live videos on Facebook once in a while, my Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Facebook is just kind of better suited for live videos than Instagram is. Um, I don't really know exactly why some people take to it on Facebook and not to Instagram, but uh, I do do the live videos on Facebook and that can be just me doing a and a like talking to the camera or showing an event I'm at. Or if I go to Disneyland, I'll do a live video from there, just kind of like walking down Main Street. I could even mm-hmm. do a video, not a live video, but t- but record a video on my phone of me walking down Main Street at Disneyland and then like almost like it's a first person point of view and then post that on my Facebook or my Twitter. And people love that type of stuff. People love the type of stuff where they feel like they're experiencing something with you. Absolutely. I also think too, just in speaking to the difference between like an Instagram live and a Facebook live, I know that when I'm on the Instagram platform and it tells me like someone's going live right now, I almost never click over to it 
Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it, then I lose it and I can't ever get to it. At least on Facebook, if I get a notification that like Heather Crabtree is going live in a group, I know it's going to be there later. Yes. So I can click back in and look at it. Also, um, for me and my experience is that when I'm on a Facebook live, I can comment freely. I can see the comments on the side. I kind of know the interface a little bit better. When it's an Instagram live, it feels to me almost like um, how Periscope used to be where the comments would just disappear. Yeah, yeah. And you can't keep up with what people are asking or talking to you. And so, for me, as a as someone who would be, pu- uh, you know, putting out a video like that, it's so much more complicated for me to use the Instagram Live. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I mean, you touched on some really good examples of why maybe it works on Facebook and doesn't really work on Instagram Live. Uh, I do follow some people who do live videos on Instagram every day, and they have a big following. So. It's again, it's finding what works for you, uh, whatever your niche is, whatever your topic is. If you put out the right content, you'll find the people who are meant to to watch. But I think that kind of goes back to number one, that kind of like connection, being real, having a connection with people. And I'll give you an example. Uh, this morning, the morning that we're recording this, Lin-Manuel Miranda got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I love him. He, he's well, he's fantastic. He's a He's obviously your boyfriend. He seems, I mean, he seems like a, a wonderful human being. I've had the pleasure of being at a press event with him twice now, one for Moana and for Mary Poppins Returns. And he's just like, he's just lovely in person. I've never like had a face-to-face conversation with him, but he just always seems like genuinely happy to be wherever he's at and very grateful and very humble. But he's very big on Twitter. Like he has a huge following on Twitter. He's obviously yes. very famous for his good morning, good night tweets. Um, yes. <laughs> so famous that he made a book out of them. <laughs> I know. Turned it into a book. See, like, listen, you put the content out there and then it leads to other things. It's so true. It's a great example of that. So it also helps to be a celebrity. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it also helps to win a Pulitzer Prize. You know, either one. Whatever. Either one. It, so, but he's huge on Twitter, and so he got his star in the Walk of Fame. And instead of like making the moment all about him, he took these. He recorded these videos on his phone of the crowds that came out to watch it, Aww. and he just kind of went up and down. And he did the video on the crowds, and you could hear him behind the camera just saying over and over again, like, "Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, everyone. Thank you. Thank Aww. you so much." You know, and. And it was this, it's, it's that, again, that first person point of view, where you feel like you're watching what Lynn was watching. Yeah. And there's something really, really powerful and emotional about that. Um, Someone else, this is might be a more of a real life example. Um, (laughs) We have a friend, uh, Lizzie Liz, she's a wedding planner. Yes. And she does a lot of live video, um, live Facebook videos from her events. And uh, she generally does it kind of like when the dance floor is is popping. Mm-hmm. And is that a term the kids use? Yeah, that's how the kids are saying it these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, she uh, does it in a very a manner that's very respectful to her clients and the guests. Like you can't, you know, she's not in anyone's face, but it gives this sense of like, oh, I am there at this wedding with Lizzie Liz and I, you know, we're enjoying the music together. Uh, it's this oh, very yeah. like first person, real, authentic video. So again, with with Lynn Manuel, it's not necessarily a live video, but it's a lot. It's a recorded live moment from his point of view. And then with Lizzie Liz, it is a live video, but it's also from her point of view. Um, so those are the types of things I am referring to when I say that people still 
really, really are drawn to live video. I agree. What is number five, man? The fifth item that I want to talk about is something that's still a little bit new and might not be relevant to a lot of people's businesses, but you're going to start seeing these more and more. And that's chatbots. Oh, I want to talk about chatbots. I was thinking about getting one. Oh, and I do know that you have something on your website. But so I and I want to ask you about that. But for chatbots, uh, I'm specifically talking about Facebook Messenger. So Mm. Facebook is making a big push for people to use their messaging system over other messaging systems like WhatsApp. Yeah. So what they what third parties have created are chatbots. And it's basically like if you message a brand and you can ask them a question, like, let's say I'm going to use Expedia as an example. Uh, I don't know if they have a chatbot. But as an example, if you messaged Expedia on Facebook and said, show me hotels for Los Angeles, California, the chatbot will give them a response. I had an interaction with a chatbot yesterday. Can I tell oh, you about it? Yes, please. So as you know, I'm a huge Amy Porterfield fan. Mm-hmm. And Amy did a Facebook Live training within her own Facebook page that was 2019 business planning. And with, with it, she included a PDF that you were able to download, right? Yes. So when you went to her Facebook page to like be live with her, there was a link and it said, click here to get the PDF, which I assumed would go to like her website or something. But instead, the chat box popped up Mm. and I actually closed it because I was like, oh, that wasn't right. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Was that where I was supposed to go? So I opened it again and it said, do you want Amy's PDF? Respond yes. Mm -hmm. So I said yes. And then it said, what email do you want it to be sent to? And I gave my email. Literally one second later, the PDF was in my my email. It's like so fast. And then and then that was it. I got the PDF and I I attended the live. Then this morning when I logged onto Facebook, a thing a screen popped up. The same messenger said, "Good morning. Would you like to listen to Amy's podcast today?" Which of course I want to listen to Amy's podcast today. <laughs> I always do. I always do. I listen to it every day. But um, I had not listened to the newest episode, so I said yes, and it sent me the direct link. And I was like, "This is a genius thing." It also said after every interaction, if you if you don't want any more messages, say say no. Like yeah. it was very respectful, but it was also just like, we're trying to read your mind a little bit. How about a podcast? And I was like, I will take a podcast. Thank you. But that was a um, an interesting interaction because it wasn't Expedia. It was an online marketer who's just, a, you know, Amy's Amy. So I actually was like, kudos to her for using this new technology, but also using it in a way that didn't feel spammy or, you know, gross. It was literally just give me the thing I asked for. And then maybe I want this other thing. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. Yes. So uh, I'm really glad you shared that story because I have I've seen some chatbots with uh, another uh, online marketer that I follow, but someone like Amy uh, is seems a little more um, big and relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so like a couple years ago, it was the chatbots with the big brands, and now it's kind of trickling down into the Amy Porterfield level <laughs> of brands. And it's something that has become more and more accessible. So um, I'll just compare it to kind of like an email list. Uh, so you can start to kind of build a list basically through Messenger where yeah. you can reach a certain audience and you can send out promotional items or messages or things like that. Now, 
you talked a bit about not that Amy's was spammy, but you mentioned, you know, it wasn't spammy. And there's reasons for that, which is that <laughs> Facebook Messenger has strict rules about how you can respond, the types of things that you can send out. Like you can't send out a promotional message to your uh, Messenger chat group more than once every 24 hours. You can't spam people with messages. You can only respond if they respond. So you can't send mm-hmm. someone like three messages in a row without them responding. That's why it said, if you want this, type yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. all about the consent, yeah. Yes, and it, it, there has to be a way for them to opt out at any time. So um, you hit on all the right things that are happening right now. And it, you know, it's just another way to grow an audience in a different area. You know, You have your email list, you have your Instagram followers, you have your Facebook mm-hmm. page followers. And then now if you choose to, you can have your Facebook Messenger chat group. Yeah, it got me thinking as to ways that um, wedding pros could use it. I I don't necessarily know if my fellow wedding planners um, could use a specific chat bot, but for someone who has more packages like a wedding photographer or maybe a makeup artist, you know, you could actually get that interaction um, if it was just a simple, you know, relaying of download this PDF or whatever. um, You know, it felt very, it was very easy as a user, Mm -hmm. you know, just to be like, oh yeah, email it to me. Sure. Like I didn't have to do very much, which I appreciated. Um, And so it could be useful for, like I said, someone service-based that has packages that are, that are fairly cut and dry, you know, to communicate that message to them quickly. One way that I've seen chatbots being used um, is I'm in a paid mastermind group on Facebook and uh, I will get a message. I will get a chatbot message. Uh, anytime there's a new discussion happening in my mastermind group. So oh, I like it's never more than once a day. And it's not, it's usually maybe like, it's more like once a week. Cause I feel like in my group, uh, Mondays are the big day where we have the big discussion. And then if something breaking news happens, uh, I'll get a message about it. So it's not just like, you know, we are all inundated with Facebook notifications. So if you're in a group, that's really important to you you might lose that sometimes. So having that uh, Facebook Messenger bot give me an alert when there's something important happening in this group that I is really important to me, then mm-hmm. I think that's really helpful. So that's another way that people can use it. If you have a group that's really active um, or if you have an opt-in that you want to get out into the world uh, yeah. and you can do, you can set up some type of nurture sequence, you know, think of it as almost like an extension of an email list or as a, a parallel to an email list. Uh, the only thing that I want to caution on is that like all social media, you never really know what's going to happen and you you don't have ownership of it. You know, Facebook, right. Facebook can take it away at any moment. Yes, they can. So it's not an email replacement. <laughs> you should still be working on your email list. But I think that chat box are going to be really, really big in 2019. And I think you're going to see a lot more of them. So I wanted to make sure I I spoke about it a little bit. I I love that you mentioned it because I literally just had that experience yesterday. And I was, I kept coming back in my mind about like, how can I use this? How can I do it? How can I, how can I utilize this in some way? Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, or I mentioned earlier that you have a kind of like a chat thing on your website, which I know isn't social media, but do you want to talk about how that works a little bit? Sure. So if you go to my Moxie Bright Events website on the bottom right hand corner, there is um, literally a, it looks like a little um, like cartoon, you know, speech bubble. And if you click on that, um, you can just directly message with me. Now, if I'm 
working at my laptop or desktop, I can go into the back end of my website and turn it on and it just just shows up as a different color. And so people can live chat with me or my assistant or whoever happens to be working. And there are some days, obviously, I'm not there. But when um, when I'm not there, it just goes directly to my regular email. So I can still answer people straight away. But um, it's, you know, it, it works. It's been working very well for me, especially if people just have, I had someone message me a few days ago, like instant message me and say like, are you available on my wedding date of, you know, June 29th? And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm already booked, you know, and so mm-hmm. it was very quick and no one had to bother with an email. And yeah. And I just think it's it has that immediacy that, you know, that that modern couples really like. Um, and, you know, it cost me nothing to have it on there. Yeah. And it, most of the time I remember to turn it on. <laughs> well, if it if you don't turn it on, does is there some type of like automatic response that they get? Yeah, they get um, if, if they type in a question and I'm not and it hasn't been turned on or I'm not at the computer, it will say like, thanks for your message. We'll get back to you via email. Oh, okay. So it tells them what's about what's going to happen. Um, but more often than not, if the times that I've gotten messages through it, um, I'm, I'm sitting right here and it pops up and I'm able to you know handle it right away. Yeah, that touches on a really good point, which is that, you know, everything in life in society is moving towards more of an instant gratification situation. People really want their answers immediately. And it it kind of brings me to something else that I wanted to talk about. This isn't necessarily a social media trend for next year, but it's something worth talking about. And that's the fact that voice controlled devices like Alexa are becoming more and more prevalent and search functions and just everything around us is starting to become more and more controlled by our our voice. And I'll give you an example of that. It's eventually going to get to a point where people are no longer typing into Google, who's the best Los Angeles wedding planner? They're going to be asking Alexa, like someone, someone will be proposed to, they'll get engaged, and they'll immediately say, Alexa, tell me about wedding planners in Los Angeles. And Alexa will give them, you know, whatever answer comes from Google or whatever search engine that they're using. But that voice controlled feature is just part of that instant gratification society that we are moving into. And this is going to affect social media somehow in the future. I don't know exactly how or when or what exactly it's going to look like, but it's something to really keep in mind. You know, um, I follow Melissa Hartwig on Instagram. She is the founder of The Whole 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you want to study social media, anyone listening, go follow Melissa. Um, I feel like her Instagram is a masterclass in like how to build a community through one person's Instagram. Mm -hmm. But the reason I bring her up for this is because she very recently, maybe in the last month, she has started including in her captions on the bottom of her caption, basically a written out description of what the photo is. Yes. So it will say like, woman with long brown hair wearing black leggings and a gray sweatshirt smiles next to so-and-so guy founder of blah 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 Mm -hmm. um who's wearing a blue button-down shirt that matches the color of his eyes we are smiling post yoga class like and that's included in her caption and someone wrote recently like why are you doing that and she said well for all of the voice controlled devices like Alexa and, and Google Home, if you if there is someone who is um, using Instagram but is visually impaired, mm-hmm. not not blind, but not 100 percent, not 20, 20 vision, um, then the description will help communicate who she is and what she's doing to them. And I was like, that's genius. 
Yes, it takes more time. I don't know that we're all going to start doing that soon, but she's doing it because of the voice controlled devices. Yep. And it's, you know, she is way ahead of the trend, but I think that everything is going to be moving that way, um, which I don't know what that means for a platform like Instagram that is so reliant on visual images. I'm not trying to put fear into anybody that Instagram's no. going away, but we always talk about how social media platforms are not going to last forever. No, and they're constantly evolving. Yeah. And I also think everyone's awareness of what we need as a society, not to make this, you know, not to go big, but like that's all very much evolving as well. Mm-hmm. So exactly. You just have to like stay, stay on top of these things. But honestly, go check out Melissa Hartwig's Instagram. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's pretty masterful. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a look at that. So those are my five social media trends for 2019 plus one little bonus item to to do some very deep thinking about. I love it. You know, Mindy, um, what else is happening social media wise in 2019? I feel like you have something to tell us. Well, Renee, I'm so glad that you asked um, because <laughs> uh, every year in January, I do a social media goal setting course called Step Up Your Social Media. And the cart is now open. So the course is in January and we are going to cover a lot of different things together. It's a two week process. It involves uh, two online webinar calls with me. Uh, The calls are live, but if you can't join live, you can watch a replay. And what we do in week one is we kind of go over what your overall business goals are and who your ideal client is and all that juicy stuff, you know, like big picture business goals. And then in the second week, we take those goals and we break them down and we we work out together how you can use social media to make those business goals happen or to get closer to whatever your big goal is. Yeah, yeah. So the course involves those two online calls together. Uh, There's a workbook that you can print out and uh, write down your goals and write down your business goals and social media goals and however you're feeling. Um, We go through it together and it's a great way, you know, I do one-on-one coaching with people about social media. And if that's just not in your budget right now, it's totally fine. I get it. This course is a great way to have some access to me and to figure out where your social media is headed in 2019. And uh, I hope that a lot of people join me because I do the course along with you guys and it's really helped me out this past year. So I'm really excited to be doing it again. And I'd love to have a bunch of people join me because, you know, goal setting is a pain in the butts. (laughs) Yeah, but it's necessary. (laughs) And if we do it all together, it's a lot less painful. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell you, I mean, I know this is going to sound like I'm biased because you're my podcast co-host and one of my business besties, but I did the course (laughs) last year and I will say it, it was very like instrumental in getting me very clear about how I wanted to run my social media in this this past year and I'm very happy with you know the growth I've had and and also the way I've showed up on social because mm. for me it's for me I was having a problem with consistency yes and so um that was one of my goals for the year was consistency and then also I knew I was going to launch my own course and I didn't want that to feel uh inorganic like in my planning of the year so I mean if you go back and look on my Instagram you'll see that I was like laying the groundwork for talking about the course with the course just launched in November, but I was starting to talk about the course in like June. Yeah. 
little by little and I peppered it through. And that was intentional and planned because of Mindy's course. <laughs> and somehow, you know, it made me feel much more confident about about the whole thing, about the whole launch, but not just the launch, but my entire social media strategy, because for the first time I actually had a strategy. Yeah. And that's the thing I hear all the time is that people just don't have a strategy and they don't know where to start. So that's why I created this course and we do it right at the beginning of the year. Uh, so there's no excuses. You have a fresh year ahead of you. And we just, we all work out what our strategy will be. And everyone's strategy is going to look a little bit different based on what your business goals are and what type of mm -hmm. business you run. So that's why we do it all together. And, um, you know, the prompts are there. Uh, you can ask questions during the live calls. You can, you have access to me via email. So, uh, we're going to start uh, in January. I believe we'll probably start uh, the week of January 13th. Nice. It's not set in stone because it is a little bit early. I'll, I'll probably sometime in um, late December finalize the date, but it will be in January and it's only $39 and it's a great nice. deal. I just, I just want to help people. So I price it low so that there's a low barrier to entry and again, I just hope that some of you can join me. And if you have any questions about it, you can come into our Facebook group and ask or send me a message. But um, otherwise, if you're interested, you can go to the show notes or just go to rockyourweddingbiz.com slash step up 2019. Love it. Also, y'all, $39 is like, come on. I spend more than that on dinner. Um, also, I don't know, Mindy mentioned it briefly, but like just to just to reiterate, you don't only get the two calls with Mindy during the actual January phase, but you also get two checkup calls during the year. So if you slip and you're like, oh, man, all that social media strategy, what, what did I do with it? You can catch up again during the year and the workbook accounts for those other calls as well. So it's not like she leaves you high and dry come January. Girls checking in with you during the year. And so for $39... Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Here's the truth. By next year, I'm going to convince her to double the price. So if you want to do it, you should do it now because $39 is a no brainer, y'all. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I, again, I want there to be a low barrier to entry because I want people to do it and join me. It's kind of selfish because the more people who are doing it with me, the, you know, the better I feel about my own goals and yeah. helping you guys with your goals. So I mean, um, here's what I know for sure flying by the seat of one's pants in regards to anything with your business never gets you anywhere. Yeah. So, at the very least, join the course. We'll make a plan. At least then you have something to bounce off of. I'll tell you guys, I'll be taking the course this year because one of the things I'm doing with my social media next year is that I'm uh, going to I'm going to keep my Moxie Bread events um, Instagram, but I'm also going to start the Renee Dallow Instagram as more of like um, educational content. Yeah. Because I was feeling a little, I'm feeling a little like. Uh, like schizophrenic with my Instagram, like trying to do everything, right? So that's my big goal for next year. And so I know I'm going to need the course to sort of map out like what's going to happen now with both of these accounts. That's a great example. Yeah, the course is basically whatever you need from it. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that you can find out more about it going to the show notes for this episode um, or send me an email or find me on Instagram or you know, I'm all over the place. So I love it. You're everywhere. I'm everywhere. Mindy, thank you for these five social media trends for 2019. I loved all of them. I, as you know, love step up your social media. I hope that everyone listening can join us. Um, it's going to be a super rad time. And yeah. in the end, you're going to feel so accomplished because you're going to do something great for your business and you're going to start the year off strong.
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So uh, please consider joining us. And thanks so much for listening to this episode. And again, if you have any social media questions, come into our Facebook group, uh, Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders, and I'm happy to chat about it. Woohoo! Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week on Rock Your Wedding Biz. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.